When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome. Hope everyone is having a prosperous week here the sustainable way. Uh, If you're new to sustainable success, again, uh, you've probably found us through the Voice America Influencers channel, but you can also visit us on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. There you'll be able to find uh, many of our great guests that we've had on in the past that you can listen in on any things that can help to not only improve your business, but also your personal life. Uh, Sustainable success is all about life and business as harmony in one. So that being said, we do want to have a word from our sponsor today. Today's show is being brought to you by the Social Wow Factor Conference that's taking place in Tampa, Florida area from June 27th through the 29th. Again, this is going to be an event for anyone, that, whether if you're an entrepreneur, an influencer, or a business owner, this is a great way to kind of get, kind of gain your edge to get to the next level. There'll be many experts from many different fronts that will be presenting there to provide information to help you and your business. If you are interested in registering for the event or perhaps sponsoring, you could uh, go to Social Wow Com- or excuse me, Social Wow Factor dot com. That's Social Wow W O W Factor dot com. Or you can contact them at 917-515-6803. Again, it's the Social Wow Factor uh, Conference. Check it out. Again, I'm going to be also there. I'll be speaking. It'll be a wonderful event. So you you don't have to be from Florida to attend. Come fly in and join us. It's going to be worth uh, your time. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about a a subject that I think is a a valuable subject that is not only for coaches and speakers, but, you know, any business owner, anybody that's working with clients. And we're going to be talking about raise your rates without losing clients. And as we know, this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs tend to uh, look at and undercharge for their value of services. So this is going to be a topic that you should definitely tune in today. We have an expert that's going to be talking about this area. Her name is Lauren Fogelman, and I'm gonna. Before I introduce Lauren, I'm gonna give a background about her. She is a keynote speaker and one of America's top-ranked business coaches. In 2018, she was recognized by HubSpot in its annual list of world's top 22 business coaches. As a keynote speaker, Lauren has delivered talks and workshops across the United States at major conferences such as Inbound, one of the world's most esteemed content marketing events for entrepreneurs, as well as many niche conferences for accounting professionals. Lauren is an expert in pricing strategy and sales for small business owners. Her passion is empowering entrepreneurs to double revenues by working half the time through strategic pricing and effective sales techniques. Lauren coaches service-based entrepreneurs to shift away from the trap of the dollars per hour business model to a value-based model that has, in some cases, allowed our clients to reduce workload by as much as 50% while doubling revenues. I cannot wait to dive into that today. And without further ado, we welcome Lauren Fogelman to the show. Lauren, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Chris, and thank you for the warm introduction. I really appreciate that. Oh, anytime. You know, you and I had met 
uh, uh, through LinkedIn, and you know we've been able to make some great connections with one another. And th- I mean, some of the connections you've made for me have been f- uh, unbelievable. And I can't thank you enough. And it's such an honor to have you on the show today. And this is a topic that you know for a long time I wish that we were we were able to address. And I and, and I think that patience you know, came through, you know, having you to to be the person that was going to address this issue. Because this is a subject I think that, you know, uh, that is something that comes up with not only coaches and speakers, but also any entrepreneur or business owner. So talking about raising your rates with losing clients, let's just talk about a little bit of background, why many times people look at raising rates um, you know, as as a way that they have a mindset that they're going to lose people or lose clients? Well, I, I think the first thing to understand is that up to 57% of entrepreneurs tend to undercharge for their services, especially when they're charging by the hour. Uh, they're doing some type of direct service for their clients. And in order to understand your rates, you need to understand value first. Value, however, is subjective. It's not about necessarily how much you value your service. It's about how much a potential client sees the value in what you have to offer. They have to believe that they're going to get more in return for how much they invest in working with you and your service. And a great example is looking at a bottle of water. If you had a bottle of water and you were at the back of the room of one of your conferences and someone, and you have bottled water for sale, how much do you think somebody would pay for a bottle of water at one of your conferences, Chris? Well, I mean, let's say on average, you know, the water, let's say somewhere in the middle, 250 you know, Okay, some... you're in New York, so it's probably 250 So yep. uh, probably by me um, in um, Southern California, it, it might be more like 150 a dollar so, but it, it's under $5, let's say. And now we have that same exact bottle of water. And you, Chris, have been walking around in the hot, hot, dry desert for three days. You don't know if you're at the end of the desert, right on the verge of civilization and that next drink of water or not. And then I show up with that same exact bottle of water, no change in the labeling, the ounces or anything like that. How much do you think that that bottle of water would be worth to you then? Well, it'd be a lot more because right now that could be either a life or death situation, right? And in this case, you know, mm-hmm. the, not in the business world, but it, yeah, in a way, how bad do you want to grow your business? So absolutely would pay a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to push you a little bit. Give, give me a dollar figure. I would say at that point, you know, whatever the asking price was, I'm going as long as let's say money's no objection here. I haven't I, mm-hmm. I haven't had water in quite some time, and I don't know if I if I don't take this water now, I may never I may not have another chance because it could be a life or death situation. Okay, my price takes a thousand bucks. If it meant that I it's going to save my life, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, okay, great. I'll get out my square. Um, anyway, it shows you that the content of what I have to offer was the same. It was static, whether it was the back of a room at your conference or in the desert. However, the value of it, depending on your need, your urgency, was what changed. And as a result of that, that was what made the 
price different. So pricing is really very plastic. It can go up and down depending on the need and the urgency and the desire of a potential client. Therefore, when you're selling your time, it eliminates all of those things from how you price your services. And that is something to think about. Therefore, when people are starting to think about how to raise their rates, the the very first thing to really consider is your mindset. You, You have to really connect with your value first before you can expect someone else to do that. And that goes back to really the bottle story. After you have connected with your value and you're really clear on what it is that you have to offer and how you can help someone, then you want to be able to recognize what beliefs or values are coming up for you that might prevent you from doing it, having you overthink it, postpone the decision, because for most entrepreneurs, no matter how seasoned they are or how new they are, they have to really go through all the yes buts in their mind in order to be able to change their fees. Uh, and, And that includes also the legacy companies. The next thing is that as you're going through this process of looking at your own beliefs and values in order to make this decision, there's going to be some self-talk that comes up. It might be raising my rates feels uncomfortable. It's a drastic step. Won't be fine. Am I going to lose clients? Who am I to do that? Nobody else charges that much. I don't have enough credentials or years under my belt. So those are some of the things that come up for people. The Next thing that happens as a result of that is because it's uncomfortable and you have all these concerns, then you might end up postponing the decision. And in order to earn more, you have to then work harder, put more hours into your work in order to be able to raise your rates. And eventually you hit some type of upper limit because you only have so many hours to Yes. The other thing is by keeping your rates lower and competing on price, you often end up with non-ideal clients who don't really appreciate you. Uh, clients who are price sensitive tend to expect a lot from you and want to pay a little bit. And that could lead to resentment and burnout on your part. Therefore, the way to really be able to do it is once again back to that number one, get in the right frame of mind connect with your values, set yourself up as the expert, start to separate your fees from time and really focus on all your training, your experience that you're bringing to the table right now for this particular client and to really recognize, and and here's the nugget, is that the value of what you have to offer lies more in what you know, that expertise, the shortcuts, the hacks, more than what you do. That makes a lot of sense, you know, and I think, uh, you know, a lot of times, especially people that are getting into whatever business it is, you know, again, it doesn't matter. Again, we talked about a speaker, a coach, uh, you know, again, a small business owner, whatever the case may be. Why, you know, again, we know it's a mindset, but it, it's so funny that why they we always go back to the price that, you know, it's the competition. Well, the, I got to keep it within reason what everybody else is doing, or I got to be lower than, than what somebody else is doing in order to get the business. But again, like you just stated, it really sets that, that you know, that, that mindset for the other person that they're not going to value your time and not, not even value their own time. So, Take a person that's maybe looking, you know, breaking into a business, Lauren, 
and maybe thinking that way and why this is the this is the time to kind of break that pattern? Well, I think the thing to look at when people charge an hourly rate is they don't realize that it was something first set up by an attorney in the 1800s to be able to justify his fees to his clients. It was made up out of thin air. And we just want to make it a rational, logical thing without knowing the entire backstory. Because of that, everybody is doing it, and we are going a lot of times into business without a lot of business development skills. We're just doing what everybody else is doing because we think that's what we're supposed to be doing. And most people want to be part of the pack instead of leaders of the pack. But the real truth, in my opinion, Chris, is that school got it wrong. When you went through your training, you got your education, school prepared you to be an employee as opposed to an employer or an entrepreneur. They rarely, even if you're in the school of business, they rarely teach you how to do sales, pricing, or networking. As a result of that, I really believe that businesses, whether small businesses or large businesses, are losing thousands and thousands of dollars because the people that are employed in those businesses don't understand value, pricing, sales, or networking. And when you really look at it that way, it's a disservice and it's something that even I myself have spent thousands of hours, money, trying to figure out to be able to get it right from me also. It's a work in progress. It's a journey. I I continue to improve and figure things out. But it's more that it starts out in school. They don't teach you how to price your services, how to sell, how to really be a business owner. Yeah, it's so true. And I think that, you know, obviously, you know, schools will cite, you know, budget constraints and, you know, and there's a lot of politics involved. But yeah, this is so important more more than ever to teach these principles at a younger age, you know, that children begin to understand this on some level, depending upon whatever age that would be where they can comprehend this on whatever level. This would play an important role in helping to also build a level of self-confidence, I would say. And as they build that self-confidence and become an adult and they graduate college or if they don't go to college and they get into a business... You know, and they're it, they're going to be more confident about what they do. They're going to be more aware of the value that they bring, and obviously be confident enough to stand by the their rates that they bring. Would that be safe to say if that if there was something if we had this in the schools at an at an earlier age that could help you know lead to that uh, I, based upon the level of confidence? I, I, I fully agree with you. Uh, the thing to look at is even in the school of business. They have entire departments set up from how to market your services. However, statistically, about 75% of their students end up in sales in some form. They don't offer one sales class whatsoever. And this is true because my son just finished college last June. He was in the school of business. And I told him if there was one class offered during the whole four years you're there in sales, take it. Because if you know how to sell, you can do anything you want, not one. Uh, So fortunately, he had me to teach him. But it's really uh, the fact that if they can devote an entire marketing department, then they can put aside one class on how to sell. Because they go together. They go hand in hand. You have to have both of those skills. 
Yeah, I, I believe believe so. It's sales. I mean, again, and this gets back to you know the art of developing relationships, uh, connecting with people, and uh, communication. And I think that, like what you said, a lot of times these things, while they may think that they're being taught on some level in the schools, they're not really geared to the level that would really apply in real life situations. And when you think about selling. Doesn't matter if you're in sale, if you're not selling in a sales role itself, you're always selling. You're always selling an idea, and it's part of the connection process and uh, building relationships. So it's so important. Um, you know, we have about uh, you know less than three minutes till the break, uh, Lauren. I wanted to see you know a little bit if you could kind of you know if you could offer like some advice to someone to kind of get them to kind of shift the way that they may be looking at this now to the way they should be, even if they're not at that level of confidence yet, or maybe this is something all new to them and they've all been, it's all been based upon that, what it's, you know, you know, I'm trading time for money. What would be some advice that they can immediately start to at least start this process to move towards a value driven uh, service? Uh, I can give you five quick steps on how I teach my clients to raise their fees. The first one is about making that decision, recognizing that you need courage more than having confidence. After you connect with that courage to do it, you want to identify who your ideal client is that is going to see the value in what you have to offer and recognizing that there's some primary values, which might be the direct thing that you offer, that outcome, and there might also be some secondary values that come up as a result of you helping that person achieve what it is that they want. After you know who your ideal client is, then you want to look at what's called packaging your services, which is offering bundles. How can you bundle your services together? Similar to what cable companies now do, a lot of broadband companies do, they, they offer you these packages of internet along with phone and TV cable. You can do that with your service also because then you're starting to work more effectively and that will lead to you being more efficient as well. It gives you that expertise. The fourth step is looking at having a value conversation because nobody wants to be salesy in their business. Most people don't like the sales part of it. Therefore, let's just put the sales piece in our back burner and not do that. You want to be able to show how to have value and bring out the value during that conversation. And when you ask the right questions, they will naturally ask you, how does this work and want to move forward with you? And then the fifth step is really, as you're having that value conversation and they're looking at how this works and their interest in taking that next step, you want to ask them to actually make that commitment of enrolling in your service, enrolling in your program, uh, investing in one of those packages that you offer But when you do that, you want to really take the position of a trusted advisor and help them make a decision that's in their best interest as opposed to one that's in your best interest. Wow, that is spot on. I love what you just said about trusted advisor, and I do want to expand upon that a little later after the break here. Uh, Again, you're listening to Laura Fogelman, and we're discussing Raise Your Rates Without Losing Clients. Uh, We're going to be going to break, but we'll be right back, and we have a lot more to come in this area, so do not leave us today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. Again, if you're just joining us, we're here with Lauren Fogelman. Again, we're talking about raise your rates without losing clients. Again, Lauren is a keynote speaker and one of America's top-ranked business coaches. So again, uh, we're discussing a topic that is something that is relevant to all of the listeners here at Sustainable Success, whether whether if you're a speaker, a coach, a small business owner, and, and so forth. This is an area that you definitely want to tune into here today. And we encourage those that are just joining us to also listen to this episode on demand later today, which the show will be available later today to listen to in its full entirety. So again, uh, Lauren, we had left off in the first segment. You made an interesting point about trusted advisor. And we were talking about how a lot of times people get into the you know, trading time for money, so to speak, and it's looking at the pricing and that's what they base things off versus a value-added service and the value that they bring. Talk why, let's say if you're a realtor, I'm using this as an example, if you're a realtor and you come across as, hey, I sell homes, I list homes, and I can do this, this, and this, what would be the difference between somebody coming across that way and let's say if they were a trusted advisor 
but yet a realtor? What would be the difference? Talk about the importance of being a trusted advisor. I, I would love to, and I absolutely can use the example of a realtor because we just went through buying a new home, having recently moved from Oregon to Southern California. We fully believe that our realtor was a trusted advisor for us. Uh, let, let me explain. A lot of times we focus on that thing that we do because we devote so many hours, sweat equity, into learning how to do that particular skill set that we have. We believe, and, and as a result of that, we believe that that's the most important things that our clients value in us also. But what if that's not true? What if they value more of you helping them achieve something that they want or being able to fix a problem that they have that they can't fix on their own, they're not as concerned as to actually which tactical steps or which route you take to help them get there. Because of that, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, that your highest value is what you know more than what you do. When you are looking at providing a service from the traditional model, you are explaining about the different steps that you go through, maybe the different tools that you do, that, that you have accessibility to whether it's cloud-based or not. Uh, maybe there's certain techniques that you implement with your service. Those are the things that most of us tend to focus on because that it makes it very hard to uh, discriminate why you are the person to choose and what makes you different from anybody else. When you set yourself up as a trusted advisor, then you're putting the client first. You are having that value conversation first to find out what's important to them and really why that really matters to them. Once you're aware of that, then you can really team up with them as a partner to help them achieve that result, doing it in a way that works for them instead of having them adapt to what works for you and your model. A lot of times what works for you might not work for your client and then there's a disconnect where it becomes frustrating. Therefore, you want to always think about putting them first. The other thing about a trusted advisor is you're helping them advance in some way, whether it's personally or professionally, depending on what you do, beyond what your typical service is. It goes back to what you mentioned earlier, Chris, about networking. When a client is working with me, not only am I helping them to be able to double their income working half the time, I'm also opening up my Rolodex. I'm making connections that might help them to advance their business, whether it's another service that they need that I don't offer, but I know someone else that I've vetted and trust that can help them move in that direction. Or it could be that I come across someone that's a potential client for them, a great resource, possibly a referral, and I introduce them to that person also. This way, I'm looking out for their best interest beyond just that uh, segment that I'm helping them with and really looking to partner with them to move forward. Therefore, really look at yourself as not just doing that particular service for them that they're hiring you for, but recognizing that if you're an expert in that problem that you help, are able to help them solve, you know some of the next steps down the road in the future that they might be up against. You could help them actually prepare now so that when they get to that next step in their business, 
they're not struggling with it for as long or it's not going to be as costly trying to move through that next step of the process. Therefore, really partnering with them, helping them to advance their business beyond that service that you do in order to really uh, take it from the greater good and really be that person that they go to when they're looking for questions beyond just the ones that you solve. That makes sense. You know, like I said, let's go back to the, you know, use the realtor as the example again. You know, mm-hmm. in this case, let's say that, that she, it was a he, right? You said it was a he that if let's say he was just re- wearing the realtor hat and he worked for Remax and and so he now is is known as a realtor working for Remax and he has these homes, blah, 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 blah. But that in itself is that people get caught up in what they represent, the product itself, the the service that they do. And and what you've stated as a trusted advisor, it goes above and beyond that. It it's it's developing the relationship from you know a per, from a person to another person. It, yes, it does incorporate what you you came to that person for in this case to buy a home or to list a home. However, it's going above and beyond that to really create an experience as well and that there could be other things that that person could be doing for you that could be helpful in either once when you do find that home that certain things that could you know enhance that experience so it's it's really going above and beyond directly and indirectly like you stated that really justifies that value and 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 let me give you an example uh that was our experience she could have been just transactional where she just showed us homes and it was really up to us to be able to buy a home. She was more interested in the sale than us getting into the right home. But we had some challenges moving from Oregon to California. One was we needed a storage unit and they wanted us to show up in person to be able to rent the storage unit, but we had a moving van coming. She actually went to the storage unit facility and paid out of pocket to get that storage unit for us so that once the moving van showed up, we could just have our furniture unloaded and put away uh, for storage until we were ready to move. That, that was really some that was above and beyond anything that we expected her to do as a quote-unquote realtor. The, the other thing that she did for us is she said, you don't want to go in this neighborhood. This is why this house isn't right for you. And she was really looking out for our best interest. She wanted us to get into the exact home of our dreams as opposed to the, having it just be a quick transaction. In fact, we had a escrow on one house, and we decided that it wasn't the right house for us after we went through the house inspection. She helped us go through the steps of untangling from that and then really taking the time to help us find the house that we ended up purchasing. Uh, that, that's fabulous. Again, it's again, she's putting your best interest first. She could have, you know, looked, you know, prior mm-hmm. to sell you into a home that was maybe, you know, might have put a, a bigger commission into her, her pocket, so to speak. But really, she was looking at the bigger picture that she was doing something that that would put serve your best interest. That's something that would enhance your experience in, and knowing that developing that relationship would develop further referrals from you to other people that you may know, which will then create a more sustainable, again, this is why we're called sustainable success, mm-hmm. a sustainable model to build her 
her realtor business. So it, it is so important. I I love that word, trusted advisor, and and it's so true. It's more than what you represent in terms of the product and service. It's really again, you know, connect, you know, really going, you know, connecting at the people level, person to person, and going above and beyond the value that you give in the product or service. So important. Anything else you want to elaborate on, on on certain things that if people are listening right now that may be saying, wow, that is something that's cool. But how do I go about doing that? You know, you know, it doesn't sound like it's rocket science, but yet maybe there is, a, you know, a, a shift they can make in where what in what they do to become a trusted advisor. I believe you want to put your clients first that you have to deeply care about your clients, which means that you have to start out, you have to like people. And if you like people and you're able to come from that place of service, it, it then shows. So put your clients first. Pay attention to what they say as opposed to sometimes what they don't say, what they do. Because what they sometimes tell you and what their actions are are two different things. When people aren't following through, with what you're asking them to do, recognize it's not that they don't want to cooperate. It might be that the way that you're asking them to do something is something that feels out of integrity or not genuine and authentic to them. Therefore, get curious, have a conversation with them, find out what's going on, and sit with them to be able to figure out how to be able to move forward in a way that feels comfortable for them instead of, once again, them having to adapt solely to your process. I mm, think that is so, that is some great advice. Again, if you are listening, make sure you're writing notes. Again, you can listen to this, to this on demand. This is some important information that can make a major shift in what you're doing in your business going forward. And this is something that will help you to raise your rates without losing clients. So, you know, getting back, you know, to the, you know, if we're looking at trusted advisor uh, again, Lauren, would this be something like would somebody put as a title or it doesn't have to obviously be used as a title, but just just the action itself, everything that we're talking about that encompasses what this is to what they currently do? I think titles are overrated, Chris. Uh, yeah. Nobody's really asked me that much about what my title is. I, and when they do, I really focus more on the results or the outcome that I help someone achieve rather than a title that goes with my name. I've never been one to be showing all my credentials or getting all the certifications because there's a lot of people that have titles or certifications but they're really not that good with helping take their clients on the journey to success. Therefore, it's more about how you interact with people that makes a difference. And the one important thing I would really say if you want to move into this advisory role is to be detached from the outcome. When Uh, someone is doing something, don't take it personally that it's about you because it's probably not about you whatsoever. When they're doing something that has absolutely nothing to do with from you. Don't take it personally if they don't follow through on all of your advice or if they give you some pushback on something that you said and challenge it. It's really okay. Once again, you want to be there for the greater good of the client. You want to listen to what's going on. You want to have a conversation and have good communication skills. 
to be able to help them achieve an outcome, whatever that might be. I think that is so important when you talked about detaching yourself from the outcome. And that's what I feel that a trusted advisor is one that is obviously has raised their level of confidence. And they understand that by embracing that process, that committing to that process and adding value in that process, the byproduct of that will be the outcome that they desire, you know, to whatever level they define that to be. And that is uh, so, so important. Uh, I always say give without expectation, receive without resistance. So it's just that just hit home for me. Uh, right on. How would somebody, you know, kind of, you know, real, you know, we have about three, less than three minutes to the break. How would somebody that's really looking to master themselves as a trust advisor in their field of choice go about detaching themselves from that outcome? What I, detachment is, first of all, a very difficult thing for most of us to do. I learned how to detach as a therapist, specifically a sports psychologist turned business coach. Not, not to take anything personally. Yeah. When you are learning to detach, recognize that you want to be able to come from the place of helping your clients make a decision that's in their best interest as opposed to one that's in your best interest. Therefore, it's never about you. You're always putting the client first. When you do that, I believe it's good business karma and it will come back to you. This means that when they're not doing something, you want to be able to talk with them about how to maybe alter something or what's coming up for them. Because a lot of times when they're not following through on something, it might be that there's a conflicting value or belief that they're experiencing that's keeping them from moving forward. They might be overthinking it and concerned about what other people might think. Have Get curious. Have that conversation with them to really understand more because the mistake that we usually have is we jump to conclusions and we create a story about why they're not following through. A lot of times, it's not a true story whatsoever. You're filling in gaps because you don't have details and you're trying to make sense of something. Therefore, put your own judgments aside, get curious, be more of like a forensic detective trying to undercover what's really going on, similar to Sherlock Holmes. And by having the full information from their point of view, you're actually helping them understand it better, and it's going to be easier for you two to work together as a team as opposed to being at opposite ends of the spectrum. I think it's so true because, again, it, it shows that you're really vested in the relationship and it allows the, the relationship to evolve at, 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 in a calmer way. It's taking the pressure off of them that they have to, oh, I got to make a, a decision. I got to do this, you know, and you're empowering them through some level of influence where, you know, you're allowing them to draw their own conclusion. And when they do, they're more likely to follow through. And then, of course, when they're satisfied and happy, they refer people. So I, I think it's a wonderful. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Uh, talking about this today because again, a trusted advisor can be used in any capacity. So, so again, uh, those that are joining us here uh, during the middle of the show, again, you can listen to this in its full entirety later today. This is a great segment that Lauren is addressing here. Trusted advisor in your field. Uh, we got to go to break, but when we come back, we got more to come here. Raise your rates without losing clients. We're with Lauren Fogelman, keynote speaker and one of America's top-ranked business coaches. We'll be right back after the break. 
What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. If you're just uh, joining us, again, we are here with Lauren Fogelman. We're talking about Raise Your Rates Without Losing Clients. And uh, we had received a wealth of information uh, from Lauren today about the process to go about doing this and also learning more about how to become a trusted advisor in your field, uh, whatever field that you're in, Such plays a, such an important role. So this leads me to uh, ask you, Lauren, where I think this could be something that could be a difference maker in someone's business or somebody considering getting into your own business. How do you go about knowing a client's value? Chris, I really appreciate you bringing that up. It was a conversation that I just had with two of my clients yesterday because value, as I said earlier, is so subjective and people are concerned about raising their rates without wanting to give more. Uh, A lot of times when you think about raising your rate, they think, oh, I need to throw in more things. I need to add this to it. That's not necessarily true. The things that you want to do is really have an understanding of what it is that your clients value. They actually value four things. 
the four things are, is it easy, fast, does it help them save money, or does it help them make money? If you can help them determine that during your consultation with them, then they'll start to see the value of what you have to offer and ask you, how do you get started? Let me give you an example of, of all four of those things for a softer service like a massage therapist as opposed to a business-to-business service such as a bookkeeper. Now, if you're a massage therapist, you're in the health and wellness field, uh, how do you help to make it easy, quick, save money, and fast money, um, and, and make money? The way that it's easy is if I have back pain that is keeping me from really moving and being productive in my day, there's a lot of back pain, I just have to make an appointment with you, show up, I lie on the table, you do all the work. That, it doesn't get any easier than that. Uh, how is this fast? It's quick because you have studied physiology. You know that when I have lower back pain, that maybe there's something in my hamstring that is affecting it. And instead of going right to my back, you work on my hamstring a little bit to loosen it up because it's really tight. Or there might be something going on between my shoulders that's affecting my lower back. But because you've spent so much time studying physiology, you can actually help me get quicker results than if I try to figure it out on my own, giving me some immediate relief by the time that I leave the session. How does it save me money? I know that you are the person that is able to always give me that relief and help me start feeling better when my back goes out. Instead of trying all these other remedies, possibly going to the doctor, looking at back surgery possibly, I can go to you and you're going to start to help me feel better. That, that's how you save me money. Imagine if I went to a doctor that was wanting me to do back surgery, the expense, the pain, um, the recovery time. And, and by working with you in a more holistic way, I'm able to get a lot of the relief and possibly even the correction needed to be able to have quality of life. And how does it help me make money? This is probably the hardest one for someone who's in health and wellness. This is how you help me make money. When I am in pain, I am not as focused or engaged in my work. It takes me longer because I'm slowed down in so many different ways. When I come to you and I get that relief, I can then be more engaged. I can connect more with my clients. I'm more present for them. And I get more done in the day. I'm a lot more productive. That's how someone in the health and wellness field can actually start to help a potential client see the value is by focusing on letting them see how it's easy, quick, you can help them save money as well as help them make money. Now, let's see how it applies to someone in business to business. We're going to go with the example of a bookkeeper. With a bookkeeper, how is it easy? I will let you know that anytime I look at going into QuickBooks and doing any type of bookkeeping, reporting, updates, that's painful for me. Getting it off my plate and having and handing it over to you is very, very easy for me to do. It's, it's a no-brainer. Because I just don't, I'm not that familiar with QuickBooks. Dealing with the numbers in that way is uncomfortable for me. That's not what I've been trained to do. Then how do you make it quick? I know that's something that might take me eight hours to do because I'm not that familiar with the software. 
is something that you could probably do in one hour. Therefore, you're getting the information to me a lot faster. Because we might be using QuickBooks online, the information is up-to-date real-time. All I need to do is go get the reports that I need, and I have that information right there in my hand as opposed to having to first put in all the data and then having the, the accurate information. So that's how it's quick. How do you save me money? You save me money because as a bookkeeper for me, you're also one of my trusted advisors helping me have some difficult conversations. You're helping me find where there might be redundancy in my business where some, there's some duplication of services or maybe there's some missing payments that I didn't collect on and you're helping me with collections. You might also be helping me with forecasting for my business in order to be able to grow and advance, and I'll be able to do it faster and sooner than I tried figuring out those budgeting conversations on my own. And how do you help me make money? Uh, Once again, as a bookkeeper, you're going beyond just the compliance into the trusted advisory role. You're helping me by giving me the information I need to make important business decisions based upon my cash flow. The other thing is because I'm not spending that eight hours doing the bookkeeping myself, I can take that eight hours and maybe use some of it for personal uh, relaxation or family time and also take some of that eight hours to be working with my clients or being out there networking, growing my business, bringing new business into me. Whether you're in the sort of services like health and wellness or B2B, business-to-business services, you want to be able to help a potential client see how by working with you, it's easy, it's quick, you save them money, and you help them to make money. Wow, that's fabulous. And and when I say when you say, when you talk about how do you know your client's value, I mean, that, that process is wonderful. And I think, again, listeners, you've got to take notes, go back and listen to this again. Would there be any type of, of questions that w- in this process, certain types of questions that you can maybe mention, Lauren, when, you, when you're asking this to extract this information? Like, a, a, is there a certain type of question that, or could it be just be organically like you and I are having this conversation to gather that info? Actually, that's a fantastic question. One of the things that I work with my clients on is after we get the pricing, how do you have a value conversation with a potential client? What you want to do is have a system. You want to be able to have certain questions that you ask as opposed to winging it because you'll end up getting a better result than if it's organic and it's different every single time. The things that you want to look at first is when you are setting yourself up as a trusted advisor having a value conversation, you want to look at what I call the 70-30 rule. The 70-30 rule is that your potential client is talking 70% of the time during a consultation. You're only talking 30% of the time. Now, that means that you're not really pitching your services. You're asking great questions. You want to ask three different types of questions. You want to ask questions that have to do with the money part. And really, those are about how much is it costing them by continuing to have this problem. What is the potential that can affect their earnings or their income if 
you can help them solve it. You want to really get into the granular money part of it, finding out the cost as well as how much they have to gain to start to see the value of what you have to offer. The other part of it is you want to ask questions that have to do with the emotional part of it. The reason that this is important, whether you're a financial advisor or a health and wellness coach, is because people make the decision to work with you based upon an emotion, and then they justify it with logic. Therefore, you want to help them recognize the frustration of continuing to live with this problem. What happens when they're a perfectionist and they are risk-adverse and they're concerned about not moving forward because they're not exactly sure of the outcome and the cost that's happened as a result of that, the opportunities that they've lost. Therefore, help them get connected with the frustration of continuing to live with this problem and also what it would be like if you could help them solve it, the potential of what that would be. The other thing is to recognize that your life is not in a vacuum. If they're coming to you for a business-related problem that they can't solve and they've been having for a long time, that flows into other areas of their life. Maybe they're not as present when they get home. They're still doing work at home as opposed to spending time with the family or that they've given up some personal time of working out every day because they feel that they are they have to catch up and do this additional work. Therefore, find out what other parts of their life are affected because they've continued to live with this problem. Those are the three different types of questions you want to be asking when you're coming across as a trusted advisor and you're having a value conversation. As a result of that, people will see that you are the one that can help them solve their problem. And when you ask these great questions, then the money part of it, the investment, is not the primary reason that they're deciding to work with you any longer. It's more that they actually can trust you to do what you say you're going to do and that you're going to actually help them finally get rid of this thing that they couldn't achieve on their own or fix on their own. That is some valuable information, and it's so key. And would you safe to say that when you're making this shift, you know, and you incorporating those those questions and in, in that in that process that you just talked about, that consistency is so important to to sustain this this process. You know, to go from to go to a trusted advisor and obviously the ability to keep raising your rates to reflect that value. I absolutely believe that it makes a difference. It's one of the things that I found for myself when I went from being a sports psychologist into the business coaching is really starting to have developing these particular types of questions. What I will say is that it's an evolution. I'm not using all the same questions that I first started using. And even though I'm going through these three different categories, I might be changing the questions that I am asking based upon what it is that the client really needs and wants because they're not all going to want and need the same thing. I need to know what they want to need and then I I can adapt my questions accordingly so it really is about them as opposed to, once again, them adapting to what I do. Wow, powerful. Again, you're listening to Lauren Fogelman. Guys, please feel free to check out this episode on demand. There is a wealth of information. 
Lauren, uh, we're at the towards the end of the show. I want to let the, the listeners know where can they find you and what are you up to? We have about a minute and a half to rest of the show. Yeah. Uh, I am actually getting ready to put together a whole program on how to price your services for value instead of charging by the hour. It's called the Ultimate Pricing Bootcamp. If you're interested in talking further with me, you feel like you connected and resonated with what I had to say, you're ready to really deal with those upper limit problems that you've been experiencing, realizing that you're ready to make more money, you want to be able to have some of your life back, then I would suggest let's set up a conversation to hear what's going on and what you would like to achieve. I can be reached at businesssuccesssolution.com forward slash let's talk. So once again, it's businesssuccesssolution.com forward slash let's talk. Go ahead and like I said, if you connected and resonated with what I had to say, you're ready to get this done, let's talk further about what's going on and what's possible for you and your business. Thank you so much, Lauren. Again, we encourage you to highly check out Lauren on her website. Get in touch with her. We'll also be posting this uh, on on demand, so that way you can listen to it and find out more information about Lauren. Lauren, thank you for uh, spending time with us today. Guests, we we thank you each and every week for joining us as a sustainable way. We wish you a prosperous rest of your week, and we will see you next Thursday. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.